Screen Tones, where we talk anything and everything webcomics. Today we're going to be talking about changing your process over time, whether that be your art, your writing, or other aspects of how you present your webcomic. I'm Megan, I use she, her pronouns, and my webcomic is Sorcery Shenanigans. And I'm Delphina, I use she, her pronouns, and I make the webcomic Somulus. And I'm Ray, I use they, them pronouns, and I make the webcomic on Empyrean High and Overlord of Ravenfell. So obviously the broad topic of how you change your process over time leaves it kind of open-ended as to what specifics you could talk about. But what we're going to ask today is first, what kind of things have you learned over the course of drawing your comic? Maybe you've changed something from when you started, depending on what your expectations are, to what they are now in the middle of your comic. Uh, Delphina, do you want to start? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I started Zombulus about 12 years ago. So um, I've had a lot of time to grow and change. I actually did start it as um, in the live journal community for NanoMango. Um, oh, wow. Which was, uh, national, uh, like National Novel Writing Month um, is, is, you know, NanoRemo. Mm-hmm. We made a version of that for comics, and and the you know manga is like the the like manga, manga version <laughs> of it. Yeah, I think Ray was there too back in the day. That's how Overlord of Ravenfell got started too. Yeah, it was good. It was um you know you were trying to do thirty pages in thirty days, which was absolutely not reasonable some people were rock stars and like got really close to that but most people just tried to sketch or just do as much as they could at the pace that they could so that was kind of a good starting point um for me to figure out a process to figure out what you know what's the fastest i could go what what was practical for me so that's kind of where I started and I, I learned a lot um, over a few failed attempts at trying to do nano mango and like really <laughs> not, you know, maybe it was the medium or maybe it was the writing. A lot of times it was both, but where I would get through part of a scene and then I would just stop and I didn't, I, I couldn't figure out where to go from there. I got like the cool thing out of my head. Yep. And so part of my learning process was just learning that stamina for me and uh, figuring out okay what are the next steps what what are the longer story arcs like yes I can envision my OCs yes I can envision them doing this cool scene but what needs to change about the way I put this on paper that will keep myself motivated and make sense to readers so that and that isn't a question you can answer overnight it just takes lots of practice and feeling your way around sometimes in the dark until you you kind of hit a rhythm with it and it becomes normal for you so i think 
that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned that has served me well year after year as I've continued Sombulus. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Um, maybe just because I have like the same experience, but it really feels like to me that you have to kind of quote unquote throw yourself into the deep end first to kind of figure out where you need to kind of cut back on your process to, like you said, kind of keep it in your head how much you can reasonably do without essentially burning yourself out um, and still putting out enough content to get your comic out there and get people interested in what you're making. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of trial and error so much. And it's just going to be such a personal process for every single person. I don't know any two webcomic artists who work the same way. Um, Some people (laughs) need to like script things, uh, you know, all the way to the end of the story until they can even start drawing the first page. Other people are Mm -hmm. just like, I'm just going to go page by page. And that's what keeps it interesting for me. So, you know, find find what's fun for you. Find what gives you energy. Yeah, it's definitely an over-the-time thing uh, that I think you kind of have to realize. Like you said, it's not an overnight kind of, you just know how everything perfectly fits into place. All the all the puzzle pieces of your process are there. Um, it definitely takes a lot of time. Uh, what, uh, what kind of things have you learned over time, Ray? Uh, you kind of started kind of in the nano mango scene too so kind of have a similar starting experience i mean overlord of ravenfell was not my first web comic so i kind of already knew what i wanted to do with that one but i feel like every project still has its own learning curve for how you're going to do it especially if you're like me and you have to like reinvent the wheel every time you do a comic project <laughs> and with different aesthetics and sometimes even different media pretty much that's always going to be different even if you think you know that you have it down pat <laughs> so Like for my first comic, it started out, this is going to sound terrible, it started out (laughs) on copy paper on marker. Uh, Wow. That's impressive, honestly. And it ended up being kind of like a painterly uh, sort of comic that was done digitally because, you know, it's a lot easier to do it digitally that if you don't have that much space for, you know, physical copies to be laying around. For Overlord of Ravenfell, I started that digitally and I still learned a lot because instead of color, I was doing black and white. So I had to focus a lot more on the ink work. The characters just kind of evolved with my art too, which is something that will, that's very common with web comics. Mm -hmm. And then for On Empyrean High, I actually wanted to do something a lot more different than what I'm doing now, which actually got me a few false starts because I just didn't like how it was turning out because it was originally supposed to be a painterly comic. And then I did a few pages like that. I'm like, this is going to take forever. (laughs) So... I pretty much buckled down and experimented until I got what I have now. And even then, you still have that time where the characters are still settling into their character designs. Mm-hmm. So you're going to you're going to gradually 
change how you draw them just because of that aspect as well. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Like over time, not only just like the process itself, but like you definitely end up kind of figuring out in your character designs. This small thing I keep accidentally omitting. Oh, it's not as important as I thought it was when I created the character. The kind of personality or the vibe I want to give off to my readers is still there enough that I don't have to worry about remembering this itty bitty detail every time I draw the character. Oh yeah, you learn how to simplify the character design as you draw them because you're going to have to draw them from far away sometimes. So you're going to be like, what's the essential parts of this character that need to be there to recognize them? For sure. And I think that's just like really important, just kind of being able to know when to simplify that and what kind of things you can omit to kind of be able to still show that it is that specific character and you're not going to get it like confused or go that's somebody totally new who is that yeah that's always the worst <laughs> if you like one panel to the next i don't recognize who this is like oh oh maybe we need to get more consistent <laughs> but then here. you can go very iconic like how uh full metal alchemist ed is sometimes just drawn as like a circle within a with a stupid hair thing coming out of his head yeah and his brother is like i don't know the shape of a thumb sometimes but it's gray and it has the like little <laughs> feather thing coming out of his head so obviously that's owl like no need to worry all right so i guess under like question two uh as your process has changed have you noticed if uh the time you take to create your comic in any step of the way are you faster than when you started out or has something kind of slowed you down oh gosh okay <laughs> so i i'm definitely slower than i used to be i used to be very fast and that's mm -hmm. because i am not a perfectionist at heart i i will do the absolute minimum i can do to make the pictures and the words happen on the paper so that you know what's going on <laughs> and you feel the way you're supposed to feel. And I wasn't always very good at that. And, um, and there were aspects of the anatomy, there were aspects of my page layouts, there were aspects of, of things that um, made perfect sense in my head. Mm -hmm. But when I got them out there, they were confusing to people. And, um, and also just writing, I just, um, it, I kind of made up stuff as I went along. I was very much a pantser instead of a planner. Mm -hmm. And it was not, a, you know, I, I would just kind of see a squirrel and chase after it instead yeah. of trying to, to tie up plot threads. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it got me to a point. Um, but especially towards the middle of the story, there is something serious that happens. Like if you're trying to do a long form mm -hmm. story and you get towards the middle and you've, introduced all the characters you need to introduce you're doing all the things you've set all the things in motion and you have to start wrapping up plot threads you have to start um bringing things together now that you have all of the pieces on the chessboard x has to interact with y and that takes some figuring out yeah. that takes some like sitting down and and thinking well wait if if he could have gotten help from 
so-and-so all along. Why didn't he do that at the very beginning? I have to come up with a reason mm-hmm. with that and blah, blah, blah. And so I can, I can take a very long time. Um, the writing actually takes me much longer than it used to. Um, art is, you know, it's about the same, I want to say, but I've gotten faster and I find more things to, to fix. And my, my style has gradually evolved. So, um, anatomy wise, like there's a lot of things that I figured out about that I was kind of copying from, from maybe some shoujo manga that didn't really depict things anatomically correctly so i would do these really skinny sailor moon necks and and um and things like that and it didn't really suit my style after a while so i i would i would make the necks thicker you can see that happening in sambulus you could see the skulls <laughs> getting more round at the back because uh, I, I think anime could kind of yeah in the mid 90s they had some really wonky faces in anime yes, so um <laughs> so yeah so just kind of um stepping away from my influences and really coming into my own style um made me figure out a lot of things that I was just copying from the things that I knew and I could I could and should and wanted to improve that so yeah, it takes a little more time, but um, but you get shortcuts. Um, Clip Studio was a great one because I had started um, traditionally. I'd started with Photoshop um, from there, and there you can make comics with them, but they weren't really built for it the way that Clip Studio was. So mm-hmm. once I got Clip Studio, like I was rocking and rolling because flatting was so much easier and getting your line weight variation in in Clip Studio was so much easier. And once I wasn't like spending all my time trying to get the perfect line weight. I could focus on other things. So my art improved and my, my coloring improved, my anatomy improved. Um, I think um, those, those things, uh, I, I am a faster artist, but now I can do more detail work and more stuff. And I have more stamina now. Um, so I spend about the same amount of time, but I get more done in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's uh, an important thing to kind of realize. And people probably already know this, but shortcuts aren't bad. They're just there to help you simplify what you're doing so that, like you said, you have more, not necessarily more time, but you have a little more energy and whatnot to spend on kind of refining things maybe more the way that you want or learning how to draw things even better and essentially just become a better artist. Yeah. And I think there's also a lot to be said for deciding where your focus is going to be. Like you could spend a lot of time making a really elaborate background that doesn't really contribute much at all to your story. And part of what the practice gets you is knowing like, okay, I want this face to be the focal point. I know this is going to be the dramatic reveal. This should be, you know, a gorgeous ballroom or something. So that's where I want to spend Mm -hmm. my energy. That's where I want to spend my artistic focus points and like the majority of my time, but everything else can be very simple. Um, I think that happened with my paneling too, because um, I used to, 
um, when I first started out drawing comics, you know, just traditionally in a sketchbook, mm-hmm. I would make shape, just draw a line, make a panel, any which shape or whatever. And I didn't really leave enough room for gutters. I think mm-hmm. um, sometimes my layouts got confusing and the reading order became, you know, a, a little questionable. <laughs> um, when I, again, Clip Studio, I use their paneling tools all the time. And, um, and I just draw one big panel on the entire thing and I use the panel slicing tool to slice that mm-hmm. up. So I get perfect gutters every time that way. And so in some aspects that made my my panel layouts a little boring, like I, I guess on paper, but they were also less distracting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing to realize that you can make something that's aesthetically gorgeous, but if it's confusing to your reader and it doesn't, the reader can't Mm -hmm. tell what's happening or the reader can't follow the direction of the dialogue because you decided you wanted to make this spiraling shape (laughs) of a you know layout or whatever um it might have been a little overboard you might have needed to, to simplify things and actually my my layouts I feel got a lot I moved from these these crazy weird shapes everywhere layouts to something a little more uniform and that way again it's about the focus Mm -hmm. then when I have a panel that I really want to break out and I really want to make crackling effects or something you know cool happening because this magic is happening and this person is disintegrating or or something like that then that has so much more impact because Mm -hmm. you you have that contrast between the boring normal panels and these dynamic panels yeah it's really important to like you said not to realize that not every panel needs like the star treatment every panel is effectively the star of the page in some way because they all help tell the story but there is that one panel or maybe that those two panels on the page that really just help bring an emotion or some part of the scene that's extremely important to the forefront and capture your attention and ray what do you what have you become a little faster in your process uh has anything or has anything like kind of slowed you down i would say it's kind of give or take because on one hand for instance on empyrean high has a lot more detail in it than Mm -hmm. overlord of ravenfell so just the aesthetics in general, Empyrean takes a lot more time than a Ravenfell page. Um, mm-hmm. But once it, once you get into the habit of drawing, I do tend to get faster and I tend to get more streamlined. So there's kind of like a base time that just goes up and then just goes back down. So it's kind of a give and a take because on one hand Mm -hmm. I have more detail on the other hand I'm simplifying other aspects to just get it out faster so the main thing that I probably did that saved me a lot of time was how I do shadows because for my illustrations I tend to do shadows for every bit of color and part and on its own layer and for Empyrean I just have flat colors 
and then I have a shadow layer and that's it. <laughs> so it's, it's really, you just got to learn how, like when and where to simplify. I'll also draw like a really nice background and then I'm going to be like, take that and I'll save it in a folder so I can reuse it later and not have to redraw it. And I've also started incorporating a bit more 3D uh, into my process just because Clip Studio makes mm, that yeah. so easy to do. For sure. Because On Empyrean High has airships and I had a bunch of reference photos, but they still don't beat going on a 3D stock website and downloading the exact mm -hmm. model of ship that I need so I can see it from any angle I need whenever I want. Exactly. I thought you were going to say nothing beats like actually getting on an airship and drawing the, the airship. Oh, I wish. Oh, if only. If anyone has an invite, I am more than willing to go on an airship. Take like 500 photos, bring them back. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, especially about the like simplifying shadows. Uh, in my own comic, I definitely had to do that almost right off the bat. Because I wanted to do the whole like shadows everywhere and like smooth them out so it looks really pretty. But that's very time consuming. Oh yeah, it it's looks time good. consuming, but and it also ends up being a lot more inconsistent too than just using one color for like overall. I've I found yeah. that just using one shadow color, maybe like a little bit of a darker version of it tends mm -hmm. to help me a lot more with the entire mood of the scene as well. Mhm. Mm and then I know both of you were kind of talking earlier, I think, even about how you kind of started out doing uh, a little traditional work uh, on your comics at some point. And I have held, it's not really a secret, I just don't go around saying it, but Sorcery Shenanigans did technically start 2014, 2015? I think it was ages ago and I was as Delphina puts it a pantser I, I I flew by the seat of my pants I had I had an mm -hmm. A and a B everything in between mm -hmm. did not exist <laughs> and I, I just I did it as I was doing it oh there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that oh there isn't it's just <laughs> that like I had to do it to figure out that it was not for me and I did them traditionally I think I might still have the sketchbook. I just might avoid looking at it. See, I would love to do more traditional comics, but mm -hmm. CSP has my soul right now. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I have done watercolor comics. Uh, my reboot of my first comic was actually entirely in pencil. Um, wow. The funny thing is, though, is overall it does not save me time doing any of the mediums that I try actually does not set, like save me time at all because if I'm doing a black and white co comic over a color comic 
I end up just overloading the black and white comic with detail. So <laughs> it's like I'm spending the same amount of time because I can put put more detail on that because I'm not wasting it on coloring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you find a place for that time. It's It's so weird because you think like you're faster now, but... Yeah, one thing that I I remember I started out with um with screen toning. Oh. Um, at first I tried to do like the actual like physical screen tones. Like those are so fun. I love them. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I was so slow at them. They were so messy. Like you try to cut them out with the little knife, and they would get stuck everywhere. And I got about like a page in. I just I could not find a rhythm <laughs> for that. Um, and even the ones that I did um, where I did like Photoshop masks of, of them, um, it ended up like being such a bad idea. And part of the reason why my Webtoon adaptation is so behind is because I have to redo all those screen uh. tones because if I resized them at all, they would more. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I was like, I was really going to I was really going to save time. Mm -hmm. I was going to do them all in like vector shapes so I could scale them up or down. That did not turn out to be Oof. the case. So that actually like, uh, you know, it's, it's a lesson learned, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, there, there are definitely some mediums. I would say that if you experiment with them and they seem like a slog, like try something else. I know so many people get like stuck in the, well, for me, at least I get stuck in the, well, this is the right way to do it. This mm. is, the only way to do it and that's not true yeah i will definitely say the main thing that web comics are good for is experimentation mm -hmm. like as i said my first comic started out on paper with markers and it went through probably several stylistic changes before it ended up like what I ended off with and as I said even on the reboot it ended up being a completely different medium than traditional again on pencil uh, pencil and paper so just do what you want it's a good time to experiment is with web comics when you're doing it for yourself yeah for sure uh, experimenting I think is such an important part of the process just so that you figure out a little bit before you even get started what you even want your comic to kind of look like so that you can begin to even think about the process and what all that entails for you in making your comic. So we've already kind of touched on this question just a little bit, but maybe there are some more specifics that you guys might want to add. But what kind of time-saving changes have you made for your process? Oh boy. Okay, so one of my favorites right now is um, I I save my sketches from my scrapped pages because um, I I'll do you know a scene or something mm -hmm. like that and it, you know I'll sketch it all out because I kind of write and sketch at the same time and then I'll I'll change the writing suddenly you know one or two panels don't work anymore mm -hmm. and I need a different expression or something like that. Anytime that happens. I have um, a bunch of different Clip Studio files um, that are devoted to each character, sometimes settings or whatever. And I'll just copy paste whatever I'm not using into that hmm. folder. And I've built up this kind of database of things that saves me so much time when I'm like, okay, I need a surprise Rana. 
and I'll open my Rana folder. I'll find something that's there or close to there. And that helps me, you know, the next scene when I need a surprise Rana, I need to throw something in there just to like, even see if my script works. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so they're almost like little paper dolls that I'm throwing in there um, just to get the mood going. Um, And sometimes, you know, you're having kind of blah drawing days. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're, you're not on the ball and, and everything you draw just doesn't have that punch. So whenever I draw a punchy panel or something like that, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to save this. And, and I mean, sometimes I'll just retrace stuff that, um, that I did use before, but you know what? I want to use it again because that was, that worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, and depending on the cropping and depending on the place that you put it in the panel, it might not even be noticeable. Um, so, so that's a thing you can do. Um, it's a little bit of cheating, cheating, but you know, you can do it. (laughs) It's your own thing. Um, another time saving thing that I I will absolutely agree with both of you that shading goes faster with fewer layers. Mm -hmm. I think if you're coming from an illustration background, you might have some very detail oriented ways of thinking about your artwork that you, the faster you can drop them by the wayside, the happier you will be because you're not just spending all day making this thing, you know, spend whatever time makes you happy um, on whatever panels make you happy. But if things are going slowly and it's kind of feeling like a slog, you know, look at how you're shading things, look at how Mm -hmm. you're, uh, how much detail you're putting in the line work and, and just scale that back. It's exactly what you guys are saying. Um, And uh, drawing character references vehicle references costume references um place references i never used to do that it always made everything drag because then i would have to figure out okay when's the last time they were in this coffee Mm. shop what was in the coffee shop what color were the tables what color was the blah 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 and if you have you know a 3d asset of a coffee shop then you already know where all the tables are if you have the you know the color Mm -hmm. map or or even just clips of panels that you made that you could just put all on the same page to say okay this is this is my coffee shop page or the photos of props that you want to use in your coffee shop. This is this is how the cups are going to look. This is how the menu is going to look. All that stuff. Just mm-hmm. kind of keep it together so you can pop that open. Um, I use the um, the thing in Clip Studio. That's the little sub view thing. You can you can open up different folders in there, and it'll put them in a little tiny window there, and you can you can scale it up or something, and and pick colors from it. That's always really helpful for oh, me. Oh yeah keeping track of my references um and um and also when i started getting patreon money i started hiring help i you know for coloring sometimes or for shading or flatting things sometimes it was just nice to to be able to say okay somebody else is going to take care of these two pages and i don't have to worry about them i can continue on with something else and they'll get back to me they'll get these pages back to me 
Um, and it almost became a game for me. Like, could I get, how many pages <laughs> could I sketch before my flatter would get my flats back to me for these other things? And I would end up kind of generating a lot more backlog because I was like, entering this little mini competition with myself. And of course I wasn't like telling my flatter this or, or, or judging them based on how long they took, but it was, it was kind of this little incentive that I could trick my brain into working faster because I was, it is. And just working with other people sometimes that can give you a lot of energy no matter what the context. So yeah, just uh, keep that motivation going um, and, and maybe ask for help sometimes. Yeah, uh, I think like you were saying, the extra help that you had just like really helped motivate you, um, especially with like the little game that you were kind of playing, which I think is just like a really smart thing to kind of, if it works especially for you, to kind of quote unquote gamify your process, kind of see like, oh, yesterday I sketched like two pages in an hour or something, maybe I can do three or four pages today and kind of have a whole new like personal best yeah you can you gotta be careful (laughs) with that um yes you don't want to wear yourself out um for sure and and there are some like plot points where I'm just like oh gosh okay I have to figure this out it's it's Mm -hmm. not going fast and and so so you know there's gonna be lulls sometimes but um but yeah just uh whatever you can do to make the process the time pass more pleasantly will make it feel faster at least and then i'm also just gonna piggyback real quickly on the references uh thing that you were talking about because right now i would die for references i am the person that will literally scream at you from the rooftop that references are not cheating it does not make you less of an artist and you should freaking use references whenever you need them whether that's your own work or photos from real life or, I don't know, uh, photos you found on Pinterest for, like, hand positions or something. If you don't 100% know what a thing looks like in a 3D space, there is no problem with finding a reference to get that out of your head. Yeah. Yeah, there's no prize for drawing this coffee mug without looking at a coffee no. mug nobody's giving away that prize you don't have to compete for that yeah no i did years ago used to be that person that was like a true artist just takes the thing in their head and like puts it on a piece of paper he doesn't look at a look at an no. image and then i realized no that's exhausting and also <laughs> i have a bad memory so how the heck am i supposed to remember anything and what it always looks like in a 3d space so no, grab a photo, use it. Grab those colors off of something you've already drawn. Make it easier on yourself. You don't need to beat yourself up to make your art, please. You also have to consider that as a comic artist, you are definitely drawing things all the time that are not your specialty. Like mm-hmm. a fine artist can be like, oh, I like clowns and that's all they draw. You have to draw everything to make the comic world look believable. So you might as well use what tools that are available. Exactly. What about you, Ray? What kind of time-saving changes have you made for your process over time? 
Well, I've already gone into the fact that I only shade on one layer now to save time, and oh, it saves a lot of time. I also have minimized my sketch layers lately. Oh. Because I used to be one of those people that like, oh, I'll do this rough sketch that you can barely tell what it is. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do a nice and more refined sketch on top of that. And oftentimes it was so refined. I'm just like, why am I even doing this? So Mm -hmm. I kind of now just jump straight to the ink phase because one... If I'm going to be putting in that extra effort, I might as well just make that extra effort count. And Mm -hmm. two, I use CSP's vector layers, which means it refining. I can just go in and nudge the anchor points to Mm -hmm. make it more refined and smooth. So... There's really no point in me making a refined sketch when I can alter the lines that mm-hmm. I've already put down. So I, I can see how that can sometimes be actually be lengthening the process for some people, especially if you're a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. But it really works for me. And I also tend to have a trouble with tangents in my inking which are like when are two lines go over each other when they're not supposed to and the vector lines actually really help with erasing those because it's just a click of the mouse you don't even for the vector eraser um i've also been using panels a lot sometimes i'll just reuse the liner and i'll color it so it doesn't look completely obvious and copy-pasted. And I'll also just uh, do things in batches also helps speed up the process because I'm sticking to uh, one task at a time, which really helps in gaining momentum for me. Yeah, I have to agree with you with batches. Uh, I'm really glad I changed that part of my process because I, I used to just go, well, I'm going to get this one page done and I'm going to sketch it, ink it, flat it shade it you know step a all the way down to the last final step and Mm -hmm. it's it's weird to think about doing the same step across multiple pages as saving time instead of just working on one page at a time but it really does save a whole lot of time i feel like i get like a lot more done in a you know period of me sitting down in front of the computer yeah, it, I think it also helps you be consistent and if you mm-hmm. have um if you have multiple batches going on at once, I feel like it also really helps the blah days where you're just dragging your feet mm-hmm. because you can focus on one of the steps that does not take as much energy. So, for me, flatting is really poo brain. So sometimes I'll just go in and I'll flat a bunch of things. Sometimes I don't even want to do that. So I'll go into my uh, (laughs) sketches and I'll literally just lay out the panels and that'll be my task for the day. So it's not much, but it does still save me time later down the road. Yeah, same. I find that if you have, like you said, multiple batches going on at the same time, if you're at different steps in the process... It's nice to be able 
to still get work done, but feel like you don't have to do the part of the process that kind of mentally takes more energy out of you. And you can kind of do the easier thing, but still get that work done. I I have not been able to get batches um, <laughs> working for me. So I absolutely do get stuck. I'll, I'll be like, I, I cannot ink today, but all I have to do are inking things. What do I do? Or even just like the, like I am staring at a blank canvas and there's nothing on it. And I'm really stressed mm-hmm. out about that. And I can't work on anything though. So, <laughs> so that's just really great advice that I'm going to take. Because, <laughs> Cause yeah, it's, it sucks. It, you know, you want to do something and then you're, you're just like, um, well, I think checking social media is easier <laughs> than working on this yep. right now. And that's how you get into trouble. Yeah, definitely. There are those hard days where like when I didn't do the batch process before uh, running kind of introduced me to it, uh, where I would be like, uh, well, I'm sitting here and I have to put all the like panels together and I don't even want to do that today. There's a point where you learn that if you force yourself to kind of do that step that you don't really feel like doing it, it's not going to turn out as good as it usually would because you're not like a hundred percent into it yeah and i will say sometimes it's better to break it up into smaller steps if you're really really having a hard time with one part of the process in general so like say the shading is really kicking my butt well then why not go through your batch and just put the shadow color over each of the figures and that's all for today (laughs) and then the next day you can go and erase where the light is supposed to be hitting and Mm -hmm. then it's not that much work anymore yeah i think that's a really good thing to keep in mind is like even if you've simplified how you create your pages maybe there's something that you can simplify even more into even smaller steps on those days that it really feels like such a hard task to create your pages. Mm -hmm. And while this might not sound like a time-saving method, you're getting something done as opposed to getting nothing done. Yeah, or like I was saying, like if you force yourself, you're, you're getting something done, but maybe later on when you look at that page you're going to you're going to notice that like oh this isn't really my best work if i just hadn't pushed myself through the process this would have looked a little better all right so to kind of wrap up as like a last question are there any other kind of process changing things uh that you haven't talked about yet that maybe you want to kind of speak on or any tips that you maybe wish someone had told you before you started? Yeah. So I think when you're first starting out, there are a lot of temptations to like get really fancy and add like a lot of bells and whistles that don't matter. Like maybe like custom fonts Mm -hmm. or website animations or, or, you know, composing music or video animatics or whatever. And you do it maybe once or twice because it's very cool but this the stamina is not going to be there 
So work up to stuff like that, I think is, is my big advice. And especially with custom fonts too, like there is an actual art to designing fonts and designing typography that is readable. Um, There's all kinds of subtle things about letter spacing and, and how far your ascenders or descenders go and all that kind of stuff that if you're just like making your handwriting into a font, like you're not actually going to know how to do that. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. I mean, do things that, that you're passionate about to an extent, but you don't actually have to reinvent every single thing. And that might be a way of like procrastinating or wasting your time on something that the reader might not even like or experience or or like enjoy the same way you do. So that's just kind of a general thing. Also, we were talking about like batch things. And I I do one thing I do do in batches is is social media updates, because Mm -hmm. There's a lot of platforms out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. And and pre-scheduling is your friend Mm -hmm. because I don't like going into every single program every single time. And um, I do an update and say, my page updated, my page updated, my page updated. So like the if I can just do that once at the beginning of the month and get my promos like all out there and scheduled, that is uh, much Mm -hmm. better for me. I, I've recently been using a application called Posty Burb that is it's basically a glorified web browser. You can download it on your desktop and log into a lot of different platforms, not every single platform, but mm. a lot of them and kind of save templates and and things like that for um, social media posts. Oh. That's really been a fun experience for me. I'm enjoying that a lot because I don't have to rewrite go read songulus <laughs> 8 million times um you know it, it you know and of course it doesn't take too too long but every little bit kind of adds up and and sometimes you just don't have the energy for it so um so that's one of the things that i do in batches actually um but going back to drawing and and stuff one thing that's going to happen um it's happened with almost every artist i know is that you're gonna draw hair fluffier (laughs) like happened to me the fluffing (laughs) is real yes it it happens to all of us like you and eventually like you go back to your old art and like wow everybody looks like they just got out of the shower (laughs) and their hair is wet and limp and and stuck to their head and now it's like beautiful and luxurious and big (laughs) and I just want everybody to expect and embrace that because I I love it I love big fluffy hair now it's one of my favorite parts about webcomic evolution is the fluffing (laughs) yes I think that's all I got Ray do you have any uh tips or anything else you've noticed changing about your process that maybe you'd want to share I think I would say just don't be afraid of changing up your process because I know you might be going in with a certain idea of what your comic's going to have to look like, but that doesn't mean that you can't change things to make it easier on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you could just be more open to using certain tools or even just, or even media. You're, 
just going to end up drawing different anyway from how you started your comic to how it ends just because you've learned how to do it fluidly and smoothly and faster as you get more used to drawing the characters and the world mm -hmm. so you might as well take advantage of any tools you can find that will help make that faster and easier on yourself yeah for sure I think just kind of to reiterate what we've all been saying if there are tools available to you to kind of make your process as easy on you as possible but still create those pages uh, with the quality that you want to give them that tells your story in a way that everybody can understand do it there's nothing wrong with using those tools that's why they're there they're there to help you Agreed. So, we've all given some pretty good tips today. Uh, especially, expect the fluffing. It will happen. Uh, it will happen to you. It will happen to anyone. You could be next. The fluffing! <laughs> anyway, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Megan, and you can check out my work, Sorcery Shenanigans, at sorcerysshenanigans.com. And I've been Delphina. You can find my comic Sombulus at Sombulus.com. And I'm Ray. You can find my comic Overlord of Ravenfell on Webtoon. And you can find On Empyrean High at EmpyreanComic.com or also on Webtoon. And we will see you later, gang. You're gonna draw some fluffy hair. Make it as fluffy as possible. It will be fluffier later, yeah. but make it very fluffy now entire panel fluffy. If I can see panel behind the hair, it's not enough. Thank you for listening to Screen Tones, a webcomic podcast. Want to know some other ways to support us? Check out our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash screentonescast, where your support will help us create more episodes, reach cool extra bonus goals, and keep us talking about anything and everything webcomics. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and our Discord server. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, rating, and supporting, and we'll see you next time.